some holy bread. So grab your coffee and your Bible. you announced today, Josh? Today is Thursday. December 28th. the 28th. Nice. I'm nice. looking at the wrong one. Well, and it's not even what it says. Today is December 29th. It is the year 2022. <laughs> it's almost over. It should be 2023 soon. Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> Home to David Glass. All right, we are talking about the coming king, king of kings and lord of lords. We're going to sing this old southern hymn. We're going to try it. I got the words out here, but I'm going to have to have my glasses on. The marketplace is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors in the court. Sounding and 
guys, did you stay awake? Mm-hmm. Or did you sleep through the whole thing? Everybody didn't get great sleep last night. Brother Charles said he almost slept two and a half hours. Is that what you said? I told him, baby, talk to you about that magnesium or whatever. There's some kind of thing that Lisa gives me, powder. Calm. Calm. It's called calm. It's all natural, she says. She mixes it up in water and says, here, drink this. And you drink it. And you're like, well, I don't feel no different. You're out. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you this weekend. We are going to have a great time, New Year's Eve, for anybody who wants to come out and be with us. Church service at the upper room. It will start at 5 or a little after. We'll probably go live with it for you, my brothers and sisters up in other states that would like to be with us. We'll probably go live with it, I would think. It is good to see Josh back. Everybody says it's good to see you, Josh. Good to not see you, but He said it's good to not see you, but know that you are there. That is special. Well, thank you, Brother Charles. I appreciate that. Uh, so service will start at 5 or a little after 5. We will have church service, the normal church service. Not sure what I'm preaching on yet. After church, we will eat a nice meal together. Then we are planning on watching... Season 3, Chosen Episode 4. And then we will, you know, bring in the New Year singing, playing games together, fellowshipping together. We're just going to have a good time bringing in the New Year. And this is also the celebration of Lisa and I having been hitched for 36 years. So, praise the Lord. If you can come be with us, we'd love to have you be with us. So today, we are talking about the return of the Lord. We are talking about the triumphal entry. I felt like I should start today. You know that we're in Revelation 19. But I felt like I should start today in Acts chapter 3. Now, there's a reason. This is one of my favorite sets of Scripture. And I believe it helps us to understand so much that has been so misunderstood for so many years. At least, this is how I feel. Now, what has happened in Acts chapter 3, Peter is preaching, and he's talking about you guys, even Pilate wanted to let Yeshua go, but you guys were so bent on destroying him that you, you took a sinless man and you delivered him to be killed. And he's preaching to him about this, and he's, you, you denied the Holy One, and rather, you had a, a murder. Pilate wanted to let Jesus go, but you had a murderer released instead. So you killed the prince of life. That's like in verse 15. But then he says, whom God raised from the dead, and we are all his witnesses. Now I want to skip to verse 17. He's talking about their crucifixion of Jesus, Yeshua, and he says... Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. Now, this is key. Listen close. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that 
times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Boy, there's a lot to unpack in here that I'm not going to have time to unpack in depth. But look at verse 20. And that he may send Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, who was preached to you before, whom the heavens must receive. Now listen to this line. Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his prophets since the world began. Now here's why I started with this. Jesus is... Jesus came and is coming again. Our people, the Jewish people, we're, we're so prone to get into our flesh and miss what God is doing because of what we desire. So, the reality is, is the Lord came, the Christ came. There's all of these scriptures that talks about the coming of the Messiah. It talks about what the Messiah is going to do. Well, how he's going to destroy the enemy. How he's going to destroy them with the brightness of his coming. How he's going to slay them with the breath of his mouth, with the word. He's going to slay the enemies. The nations are going to be destroyed before the Messiah. But in the days of our people, in the first coming of our Lord, he was coming not to fulfill those scriptures, but to fulfill all the scriptures that spoke about what Christ would suffer. And this is key. So in this text that I read to you, what's up? Acts chapter 3, and I'm, I actually read the, the key verses are 17 through 21. Here's, here's, the, here's the key. The holy prophets writing scripture by the anointing of the Holy Ghost would write scripture. A virgin shall conceive, bring forth a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. The Holy Spirit would be upon them riding. He is led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as the sheep is dumb before his shearers, so he opens not his mouth. The Lord lays upon him the iniquity of us all. The entire Passover was all a picture of the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Here's the point. There's scriptures, the, the Holy Torah had, was full of scriptures that talked about the sufferings of the Christ. But our people missed it because the flesh only wanted to hone in on the scriptures that Messiah would come and destroy the enemies. And therefore, the flesh can cause people to not see correctly what God wants to do because we want what we want. To give you an, an analogy, Simon Peter, Jesus is saying, okay, guys, let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm headed to Jerusalem, and I'm going to be handed over into the hands of sinful man, and they're going to crucify the Son of Man. And then on the third day, he's going to rise again. Simon Peter says, Lord, no, Lord, 
This shall not happen to you. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. You're thinking like a man. In other words, Peter, you're not thinking like, God. you're not wanting what God wants. You want what you want. Now, while we can see this, hindsight's twenty twenty, and while we can see it with Peter, sometimes it's hard to see it in our own life. But we all have this tendency to let our flesh desire what we want, and it causes us to not be able to see what God is actually doing. We need to be able to see what God is actually doing. Mm -hmm. Just like Jesus told Nicodemus. You know, Nicodemus come to the Lord and he said, we know you had to come from God. Nobody can do these miracles that you do unless God sent him. And, and Jesus said, Nicodemus, except a man be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't enter the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus is like, what are you talking about? How can I get in my mother's womb again? He says, no, that's not what I'm talking about. And then he goes on and he says, just like Moses put the serpent up on a pole, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. He just told Nicodemus exactly how he was bringing salvation. It was like the serpent of the pole. Back in Numbers, where is that chart? It's Numbers 21, I'm pretty sure. Numbers 21. But there's this story. And all he had to do was look and they would live. So the suffering had to come. Salvation, the only way salvation would come is the death of the Messiah. It's the lamb being killed. It's the lamb being slain. You see, the blood of a bull and the blood of goats couldn't take away our sins. It was an analogy. It was an analogy. It was a picture. It was a sermon. It was a preaching. Only the death of a sinless human could be in the place of humanity. And where are you going to find a sinless human? He's going to have to come down from heaven. He's going to have to come down from heaven. Amen, wife. And so this is so important because yesterday, towards the end of it, we talked about something that I wanted to say today. This may be in the day that we're living the most, one of the most important things, or at least a portion of the most important things for you to get to your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. What we read about false Christ coming. See, the wars and the rumors of wars, the earthquakes and all of that has been happening. The, the beginnings of sorrows are going on. Okay? Next on the list, we've already got false Christ. We've also already got false messiahs. But what's next on that list is not only false Christ, but false Christ showing great signs and wonders. And this might be one of the most important things to get to our children and our grandchildren, and if God should tarry, our great-grandchildren. Because you're talking about a falling away. The scripture says there will be a great falling away. But when somebody is claiming to be Messiah, everybody can say, oh, that's silly. But when he is performing miracles, that changes everybody. Not everybody. But that's where people are deceived and they're like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that what Nicodemus said to Jesus? Nobody could do these signs you do except they come from God. And Jesus says, I'm telling you these things now. It's Matthew 24. Read them to you yesterday. He says, I'm telling you thing, these things now. I want you to know that they're coming and they're going to show signs and wonders. But don't believe them no matter what they say because that's not how I'm returning the second time. 
He came, he came in uh, secret the first time, you could say. He came in secret the first time. Jesus did. The only people knew, you know, a few people knew he was born. There were some wise men in the east that knew the birth of the king was here. There were shepherds that knew the, the Messiah was born, right? There was Simeon and Anna. They knew that that baby was the Messiah. It was Joseph. There's Mary, but for the most part, the world was sleeping. They didn't know the Lord came. They did not know that Messiah had come. And so they would be saying, oh, Messiah's over at the Galilee. Messiah, is that the Messiah? Maybe he's the Messiah. Look at what he's doing. But And so this is vital. Jesus says, that's not how I will return. Remember in the Matthew 24 discourse, the disciples had asked, how are we going to know your return? How are we going to know the end of all things, the end of the ages? And Jesus says, here's what's going to happen. And he tells them. And so that's why it's very vital. Now we'll go to Revelation chapter 19. And we're reading stuff here that's all through the scriptures as well. But now this is the other scriptures that was written in the Torah. That Christ would that the Christ Christ means Messiah. It's, this comes down from the Greek. Messiah is Hebrew. It's the same thing. It's talking about the same thing. The Anointed One. Okay. Now, when we get to Revelation 19 and the return of the Lord, now we're reading stuff like Psalm chapter two. Well, let me turn back there to Psalm chapter two. Let me read it right quick. Uh, Psalm. Two, starting with seven, I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, I will give you the nations for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. Listen to this. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. So Psalm 2, you see, this day I have declared you as my son happened at the first coming, but the rest of that passage is talking about the return of the Lord. Man, and so now, with all of this being said, let's go. Revelation 19, I'm going to start with 13 again, because I love to read the Lord coming with his saints with him. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. The armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. You say, Really? White horses? Well, it says white horses. If you want to make it something else, you can. But looks like you're going to ride a white horse. Hallelujah. <laughs> now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with the rod of iron. Psalm 2. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the Almighty God. He has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. I know we read this yesterday. Here's 
You say, out of his mouth comes the sword. It's not like a sword comes out of his mouth. It's he is the creator. When he spoke the word, everything come into being. This is the one who says to the leprous man, be cleansed, and he's clean. This is the one who speaks to the storm, be still, and it becomes still. He's the one standing outside of the tomb of Lazarus, and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And a man who's been dead for four days comes to life. But here, when he speaks, death is coming. Death, destruction. He is destroying the kings and the armies who have come against him because he is going to replace them with his church. Yes, the church will be ruling and reigning with Christ. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen and a hallelujah there? Verse 17, check this out. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun. Boy, that's interesting. I, I can picture that. And he cried with a loud voice saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, bond, free and slave, both small and great. You know, every time, th this is talking about, same thing, Matthew 24, where Jesus says, wheresoever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Now, that word is said eagles. What it really means is vultures there. That's what it's talking about. Not eagles as we think about them, like the American eagle, but a vulture. Do you, re you know that every time that I'm going to work or I'm on the road and I see all the buzzards down on a carcass, I think about these scriptures. And I think about how blessed we are to have those birds. It's God's cleanup crew. Well, this war is going to be bad. Remember back in 14? Remember this was described in 14 and it said that the blood ran for 200 miles. We figured that up, remember? 200 miles. My wife is squinting. She don't like bloody stuff. But listen, this is the great coming of the Lord. It is the triumphal entry this is awesome. And these birds are going to clean up the land. Verse 19. Check this out. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. They're actually warring against the one on the horse. Jesus, Yeshua. Then the beast was captured. We call him the Antichrist. With him, the false prophet who worked signs in his presence. They're, they're captured. They're shackled. They're taken. By which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast during this great tribulation period. Those who took the mark. And those who worshipped his image those who went along with it bowed down to him as God. These two, the Antichrist and the false prophet. Now remember, there's a trinity. There's an unholy trinity. Where's, what's the third part? Anybody? False witness. Satan. 
the third part. These two, the Antichrist and the false prophet, were cast alive into the lake of fire. This is referred to in scriptures as Gehenna. Gehenna, in the Gospels, it's what Jesus is talking about when he says Gehenna. In the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Verse 21. And the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded out of his mouth, or out of the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. So here's how we end chapter 19. The king has come. The armies are destroyed. Everyone who lifted themselves up against the Lord's Messiah has been put down. The Antichrist, the sock puppet, if you will, of Satan himself, the fallen angel we call Lucifer, he, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, who will rise at the time with him, showing, calling down fire from heaven, going to cause people to say, oh, he must be the Lord. And everyone bows to him. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire. When we get to the end of chapter 20, you're going to find they're still there where they are. They haven't disappeared when we get to the end of chapter 20. So that will bring us to the end of chapter 19. And uh, we will open up chapter 20 tomorrow on Fear Not Friday. Praise the Lord. Chapter 20. I love it. Uh huh. Yep. And bring some kind of food, food to share. Yeah, yeah. We'll be eating afterwards. Yeah. Love to read your comments. I go back and look over them throughout the day. So I want to encourage you. If you're thinking, I wonder if I maybe I'll type in. I want to encourage you to type in. I appreciate it very much. I do read them, and I usually give a like or a love to them. But I do read them, and I thank you for being here, and I thank you for commenting. Also on YouTube, I read. Your comments, if you're watching on YouTube, I read all the comments. And thank you for commenting. I appreciate it very much. I love you guys. And let's just celebrate as we know our Lord is going to return. No matter what's going to happen here, He's coming. He's coming. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Are you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the king and power and the glory forever. Amen. I love you, saints. See you tomorrow, Lord willing. Bye.